the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in today. Forecast still calling for uh, rain to kick in. It's been a little bit delayed compared to what we thought originally, but it should be happening this evening. Showers and thunder showers likely. Low of 68. Tomorrow, showers and thunder showers possible much of the day. High around 80. Really, kind of that's the story. It looks like for the week, you know, where you get some sunny breaks, but a shower, thunder shower, never far behind, kind of on the humid side for a few days and the high in the low 80s. Phil's lost 15-1 to Atlanta yesterday. They're at Washington tonight, 7.05. Try and get back on track. The Women's World Cup of Soccer in Paris continuing with the U.S. a 3-0 victor over Chile. Carly Lloyd, a couple of goals. Julie Ertz scored a goal as well. She's the wife of Eagles tight end Zach Ertz. And uh, in doing so, they clinched a spot in the knockout round. And uh, next up for them, Sweden on Thursday. Also in golf, Gary Woodland winning the U.S. Open for his first ever major championship. So today, uh, we wanted to kind of consolidate things. The last couple of weeks, we had the privilege of having not one, not two, but three different guests on who are all tied to Emmanuel, which is a documentary that's releasing just for two days Tonight and Wednesday night, documenting the shootings in Charleston, South Carolina, four years ago today. And uh, the reason that it's coming out today is to mark that anniversary, as well as Wednesday's showing, to mark the forgiveness that was offered the shooter, Dylan Roof. So we had on, in the last uh, couple of weeks, the director of the film, one of the producers, and one of the victim's daughters. So you're going to get all three this hour and have a a perspective, if you will, from each of those three all in one. And the reason I wanted to really do this today was to encourage you to consider the film this evening or Wednesday evening. It's the kind of thing that if it gets some traction, it could get more, uh, more showings, if you will. So Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors and actress Viola Davis became executive producers partway through. And as that happened, it certainly helped build the profile of the of the film. So um, we want to let you have a chance to listen in and get the perspective of these uh, folks who have been so closely tied to the movie and the, the production of it. And, um, yeah, I'm thinking uh, one way that you could uh, uh, get that. Also, we have some sound bites from the day. And from that time uh, that we're going to air for you, let's begin with one of those just to, you know, time, time has a way of dulling things a little bit. It was uh, four years ago that this report from Steve Osinsomi of ABC News uh, offered this had, had to do with 
the forgiveness that the family offered. And uh, let's just give you a little bit of a, a flavor of what was going on four years ago this week. I have to tell you, I'm still struck by something we're seeing this morning, days after the killings here. People are still marching up with flowers in their hands and grief on their faces to pay their respects to the, to the people who were killed here. Authorities are also telling us this morning that the 21-year-old they have in custody who reportedly wanted to start a race war is confessing to the murders here. At 21-year-old Dylan Roof's first court appearance, a judge decided to keep him locked up with a million-dollar bond. You're charged with nine counts of murder and one count of possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime. While off camera, the families of the nine people he's accused of murdering at a Bible study were speaking out with surprising compassion for Roof. He could hear their every word, the daughter of Ethel Lance speaking to him directly. I would never talk to her ever again. I would never be able to hold her again, but I forgive you. The mother of Tawanza Sanders shed tears as she spoke. Police say Roof meant to kill African-Americans. We welcome you Wednesday night in our Bible study with open arms. You have killed some of the most beautifulest people that I know. Every fiber in my body hurts and I'll never be the same. But the sister of Reverend DePayne Middleton says she's struggling. For me, I'm a work in progress and I acknowledge that I am very angry. But one thing DePayne has always joined in and our family with is that she taught me that we are the family that love built. We have no room for hate. So we have to forgive, and I pray God on your soul. That report, courtesy of ABC News, that gives you a little flavor of what things uh, were like four years ago this week. And one of the reasons I wanted to give you that soundbite was because of the forgiveness as, as uh, difficult and as obviously a, the, so much emotion there. That's one reason this documentary, I think, is worthy of our attention and worthy, hopefully, of our culture's attention. And... Um, so I just wanted to, to to mention that to you. The film is 7 o'clock tonight and 7 o'clock Wednesday night. You can find out where it's showing, and it's in a lot of locations, my understanding is. I typed in my zip code and found three theaters within 5 or 10 miles. So if you type in Emmanuel Movie, E-M-A-N-U-E-L, movie.com, and you put your zip code in there, you can find out where it's showing if you'd like to check that out. The director of Emmanuel was on with us a couple of weeks ago. His name is Brian Ivey. Really like this guy. Godly guy, very down to earth. His story, I'm going to just give you one uh, little note about him and then play a clip from our, our time together. He talks about how he, after a, a whole year, he did not approach the families after the shootings out of respect for their just everyday lives. Think about that. If, if you're, that's your livelihood is doing documentaries and film and a story that gripped you know gripped a nation and leaving the families alone out of respect for them uh, tells you something about who he is and why eventually he had their fan the family's uh, tremendous respect so this is our conversation with Brian Ivy he is the director of the film Emmanuel which releases just a couple of hours I guess a few hours from now as uh, we had him on just a couple of weeks ago this is Brian Ivy hey, Tim how you doing I'm well Thanks for taking time to call in. Oh, no problem, man. Thanks yeah, for having me. For sure. Brian's the uh, director. Uh, he's done a lot of directing, screenwriting, co-founder of Arbella Studios. And uh, folks may remember you from the Dropbox work that you did and other other work, too. 
But today, wanted to focus on the on the newest movie, Emmanuel, uh, telling the story of the 2015 church shooting at Emmanuel AME in South uh, Carolina in Charleston. There, if you could for a second, just start by sharing your personal path from the time you heard about the shooting to becoming involved to the degree that you have been. Sure. Yeah, I think um, you know I had just gotten married back in June of 2015, so I was on my honeymoon. And it was the first morning, and I remember I was out on the balcony with my Bible, and I walked back into the room, and my wife was just weeping. And she was watching some video on her computer, and I was kind of like, are you okay? What's going on? She said, nine people just got shot in their Bible study. And it just, I did not know what to do with the information. And she proceeded to tell me, Charleston, South Carolina, there was a white kid, went into a black church, um, executed these nine people, and um, left one alive to tell the story. And then she, she looked at me again. She said, no, you don't understand. Um, they're forgiving him. And she, she turned the computer around and showed me this video, this courtroom video, where the families one by one were forgiving the murderer in court, and one of them even inviting him to Christ. And I remember looking at my wife and just saying, man, whoever tells that story one day, I hope they don't skip that part. Hmm. And I, I had no idea it would be me. Chat with Brian Ivy, uh, who uh, technically I know you're a screenwriter. Did you did you write the screenplay for this, or how did how would you know what officially did you wind up doing with uh, Emmanuel? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the director of the film, but also you know as a director on an independent film, you end up doing a lot of different things. <laughs> right. And uh, for any doc any documentary, people will be surprised to know there is really, uh, if not a script, certainly. Uh, something you've, you've, a structure you come up with in advance to figure out how do you want to tell the story. And what I did, I knew is that not in a neat, perfect, you know, tie it up in a bow way, but I, I did want the forgiveness and this act of grace to be at the center of the film and to be the, the redemptive purpose of it. Yeah. And so that was really how I conducted the interviews and how we approached the story. My understanding is that you also waited, right? Because obviously these are human beings who are processing yes. something horrific. So rather than just rush up and say, you know what, let's tell this story. It's like the story has just hit me. So what was yeah, it, a year? Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I, wait, I waited a year. I waited a year because quite honestly, you know, on a lot of levels, I didn't feel like it was appropriate to make a movie. And I think that was something that um, I had to really pray about. And I stayed away from the story. I tried to stay as far away as I could. But what ended up happening was around the one-year memorial, I just, I just couldn't, it couldn't escape it. Uh, and I think God wouldn't let it off my heart. And so I ended up going out there to the services, and that's where I started to meet families, but also connect with who is my producing partner now, who's an African-American guy from New York City. And he and I together gathered the families to share our heart. And the first thing we told them is, if you don't want this to be done, we'll walk away. Hmm. But if you do... Um, what we want to do is we want to tell the world where God was in all of this. And I think that's why they said yes, because n no media had really approached it from that perspective. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet. Brian Ivey is our guest. He's the director of the movie Emmanuel, the documentary, which is actually going to be in theaters two nights only, the 17th and the 19th of June. That's a Monday and Wednesday right after Father's Day. EmmanuelTheMovie.com for info. You can type in your zip code and find out where it's showing near you. I did that. There are three theaters right, right around where I live. So that's great to know that the distribution is going well in that regard. Um, tell us, though, because it's just a sensitive thing. How much of this was, since it's not a, certainly not something you have other templates for, the unfolding process of keeping the respect of everybody and being able to just double-check, like, what question is okay to ask? What, what should I leave alone? I think what was good is, you know, my, my heart and my 
um, every time I go to do an interview, I will always go meet with the person first without any machinery, no equipment, nothing, preferably break bread with them, spend time with them, get to know them, no matter what they're going to say. Because what I want to do is, is I want to, and and as you see in the film, there's a lot of really uncut raw interviews because I try not to impose my perspective on everybody. I want them to be honest about where they're at in their journey. And that's why in the film you have a lot of different perspectives. But I also, um, Demos, my producing partner, who's an African-American, um, he conducted the interviews with the families. And that was because Demos is also a reverend. And so to me, that was my way of saying he'll care for them better. He can ask the questions that I shouldn't be asking and have a conversation at a deeper level. But also it, he really walks the families through their pain as a pastor. And so that's, that's sort of how we handled that process. Was there a main challenge that you found creating the documentary or, or how, any major challenges or two you had? Oh, yeah. Tons. <laughs> so many. My gosh, man. I mean, making any independent film is so hard. And the only reason you do it is because you have no other choice, usually. <laughs> but I think the, the main challenge, honestly, was not really just making the film, which because the families were so gracious, we were able to. We represent every family that was affected in the film. Um, every family, which is so so amazing because they've never come together all together for one thing before. But the main challenge, quite honestly, was getting distribution um, and getting a company to agree to release a film that, you know, was primarily about a message of forgiveness in the face of tragedy, because I think that can be misunderstood, but also because it's a counterintuitive virtue. <laughs> yes. It's certainly not um, what we all think to do in these situations, but it's what these families exemplify it. And it's a kind of love that I'm inspired by. Brian Ivey, the director of Emmanuel, emmanuelmovie.com is the website. Hits theaters at 7 o'clock this evening. Brian was our guest a couple weeks back for taking this hour to, uh, not replay, but kind of just give you the uh, the flavor of these interviews that we've had over the last few weeks with the director, with the uh, producer, and with one of the victim's daughters. And... Um, in hopes of throwing support behind the movie and uh, as Brian was sharing, wanting that message of love and forgiveness to get out there. Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors, Viola Davis, an Academy Award winning actress, the executive producers behind this will actually talk to Brian in a moment and uh, let you know how he felt about those two getting on board with the documentary in a moment. We'll also have our other guests on to follow throughout the hour. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. If that young man thought he was going to divide this community or divide this country with his racial hatred, we are here today and all across America resoundingly say he miserably failed. It's Mayor Joseph Riley from Charleston, South Carolina, shortly after the attacks at Emanuel AME four years ago today. And we are this hour uh, playing for you the interviews we had over the last couple of weeks with several very key folks with that documentary, which again starts at seven o'clock tonight, also Wednesday, just two nights in theaters across the country. And you can find out more about that at emmanuelmovie.com. E M A N U E L 1 M 1 N, emmanuelmovie.com. Type in your zip code if you want to check that film out. 
Uh, Brian Ivey, the director of the film, joined us uh, a couple of weeks back. And right before the break, I was referring to the fact that it's uh, – and he was sharing how difficult doing a documentary uh, can be, among other things, financially speaking, and just getting distribution. And especially because this film has love and forgiveness as such an important part of its its fabric. Uh, So I mentioned to him it must have been pretty nice to find out that Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors – and Academy Award-winning actress Viola Davis got involved if he was pretty excited about that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. as soon as you get anybody like that on your team, they go, you know what, we always love this movie. You know, <laughs> this is great. Um, right. But, no, in this case, thankfully, um, uh, we were connected with Fathom Events, who were, were excited about the project way, way even before they got involved, um, these producers. And Fathom was good to me with the Dropbox. They, they've just created a model where little filmmakers like me who don't have a lot of, of money to scrape together, we can still get our film out theatrically, meaning that in this case, people get to see each other face-to-face, which I think is really important for this film. Yeah. But with the promotion of Steph and Viola, um, just ensuring the world doesn't forget about this story, uh, I couldn't really ask for better partners. Brian Ivey, the director of the documentary Emmanuel, which would be in movie theaters across the country, two nights only, Monday the 17th of June, also Wednesday, June 19, right after Father's Day there. Did you set out to do documentaries, uh, you know, from the young film days, if you will, or had you started off in a different direction and found yourself on the, uh, you know, the documentary doorstep? I, if the question was, did I always want to make documentaries, the answer is a resounding no. Okay. I think I, I would love to meet a kid who, who grew up wanting to make documentaries. Yeah. It would be probably much more interesting than me. But I actually always wanted to be an entertainer. And then I got to school and realized I wasn't very entertaining. <laughs> but what I could do is uh, I could communicate with people. And I think that's why I love the documentary form is because I can communicate truth. And I think when it comes to especially spiritual things or Christianity or the things that I hold close to my heart, uh, it's hard to communicate that in, in a movie. But in a documentary, people kind of expect to learn and to be challenged and to have a conversation. And I think that's why the film feels so authentic and and organic and, and accessible to people, no matter where they're at in their journey, um, because it's just, it's a documentary. These are the real people telling their own story. Yeah. It's funny you say that my son's a film major. He's a senior. He started out wanting to do feature films, and he went to the Middle East and did a documentary right. on Syrian refugees. He's like, Dad, this was like, wow. I think I have something else I want to do now, because <laughs> it was so, yep. so powerful, so meaningful. What do you hope that oh, viewers... Yeah. yeah. And just as I know you've got plenty going on today, but what do you hope those who see the documentary come away with in terms of sparking conversation, uh, thoughts about forgiveness and hope? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think what I hope people walk away with is that um, there is, there's a journey, you know, (laughs) for these families that this is, this is not the kind of Christian movie where everything gets tied up perfectly and neatly at the end. It's not a movie where everything is resolved because we still live in that tension of, well, there's still, they still died, and that, that's tragic. But what I hope people walk away with is that, um, that God is real and that He is near to the brokenhearted. He participates in our suffering, uh, uh, primarily in the work of His Son. And I think this story is a perfect example of that and, and a kind of love that I, you rarely see in the world, a, a love that bears the full weight of a wrong and still wishes good upon the wrongdoer. And that's a love I've experienced in my own life, um, in my faith, and a, and a love I think we all need. So I hope people walk away with that. 
and and I hope it blesses them. And uh, before I let you, that leads me to kind of a, 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 a just a back end question. Speaking of that love, the tremendous love that they offered to the shooter, Dylan Roof. How did you wind up, you know, bringing his perspective to things, whether it's his background or what he was thinking or whatever the case may be? Sure. Well, it's a great question, actually, because uh, normally people avoid asking that one because it's uh, understandably a difficult one. But I think for us, we went into this saying, we're not going to make this making a murderer. This will not be a Netflix special. Um, this is not going to be an investigation into his his psyche. It's not Ted Bundy. Yeah. We really wanted this to be about the families, and right. we wanted it to be about their stories. And along the way, you still, but you do see Dylan's story through the, their lenses, which I think is a, a different way of seeing him. And it's kind of the way they saw him in court, which mm-hmm. was he's done something evil, and yet there's still hope for redemption even for him. And so that's that's how he's represented in the film. Very good. Uh, Brian Ivey, been our guest. He's the director of the forthcoming uh, documentary, Emmanuel, in theaters Monday, the 17th of June. Also Wednesday, the 19th of June, EmmanuelTheMovie.com, the detail on that uh, for info. And you can type in your zip code to find out where it's showing. Emmanuel 1M1N. And Arbella Studios, if they want to look up more of the work you've done overall. Is that right, Brian? Yes, ArbellaStudios.com. Okay, excellent. Thank you so much for your time. God bless you. Keep up the good work. Thank you, brother. Appreciate All right. it. Yeah, bye-bye. That's our conversation with Brian Ivey, the director of Emmanuel, which again comes out this evening at 7 o'clock, also a Wednesday evening, just in theaters two nights only. During our chat with Brian, he referenced the nine families whose lives were greatly, and many more, but directly who lost loved ones in the church shootings that happened four years ago today, and the journey that they're on. And we had the daughter of one of the nine on our program last week. Her name is Rose Simmons, and we're going to play that for you coming after the break. Also, some audio from uh, the forgiveness that was offered and from from what happened uh, that very day. Uh, we'll get, just to paint a picture and help us remember, it was four years ago, and uh, I think it's a good thing to, to never forget uh, some of these uh, you know very difficult things to, to help us ultimately, and the purpose of this documentary is to tell the message of forgiveness and love that happens, you know, whether you've ever lost someone in such a horrible thing or whether you just had some really hard stuff happen. There's there's things to be learned from others who have been able to forgive despite extremely diff- uh, difficult circumstances. So we'll hear Rose's story uh, coming up in just a moment as we continue with the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Coming up on 4.30 in the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget you can check out podcasts of our swell show at WFIL.com. Click the podcast tab. The drop-down menu has Tim DeMoss Show listed there, and you can work your way backwards. We have the newest one on top, and go back in time that way. Forecast for this evening, cloudy, humid, showers and thunder showers. In fact, there's a severe thunderstorm watch in effect till 11 o'clock tonight for southeastern Pennsylvania. South Jersey and northern Delaware, low of 68. Tomorrow still in the cloudy, rainy, back and forth side, 80 the high. All week, really supposed to be on the overcast side, occasional sunny breaks, but never very far from a shower, thunder shower, and high in the low 80s to go along with that humidity. Phil's lost 15-1 to Atlanta yesterday. They were at Washington tonight, 7:05. Try and get back on track. Women's World Cup of Soccer in Paris. U.S. 3-zip over Chile. 
Carly Lloyd a couple of goals. Julie Ertz scored. She's the wife of Eagles tight end Zach Ertz, in case you did not know that. And uh, in doing so with that win, women's team clinching a spot in the knockout round. The next step is going to be against Sweden on Thursday in golf. Gary Woodland winning the U.S. Open for his first ever major championship. Seven o'clock tonight and seven o'clock Wednesday night. It's Emmanuel, a film documentary regarding the story of the shooting at Emmanuel AME in Charleston, South Carolina, four years ago today. Steph Curry, the executive producer, along with Viola Davis, who's an Academy Award-winning actress, they got involved partly to help support the film. It was just not enough traction, and their support has certainly helped a lot. You can find out more about it, emmanuelmovie.com. You can type in your zip code and find out where it's happening. I want to give you a little taste of that day, four years ago, that day, uh, what was going on at the time. And uh, this might help uh, in terms of remembering uh, where, th- where you were and, and what was going on that day. Again, four years ago, this is Chief Gregory Mullen. He is the uh, chief of police. There's also the mayor uh, it, it quoted in this as well. At 9.05 uh, this evening, we received a call of a, uh, a shooting that had occurred at the church here on Calhoun Street. When officers arrived, uh, they found a number of victims inside, and we had uh, um, also individuals that were transported to the MUSC uh, Emergency Trauma Center. Uh, We were able to determine that there were uh, eight deceased individuals inside of the church. Uh, Two individuals were transported to MUSC. One of them has uh, has, uh, died. So at this point, we have uh, we have nine victims in this heinous crime that has been committed. Again, this is the chief of police, Chief Gregory Mullen from the uh, South Car- uh, South uh, Charleston, uh, Charleston, South Carolina, I should say, police department. The names of the nine, Clementa Pinckney, who was the church's pastor, also a South Carolina state senator, Cynthia Marie Graham Hurd, who was a Bible study member and managed the library system in town. Uh, also is a sister of politician and former state Senator Malcolm Graham. Susie Jackson was 87 years old. Uh, she was a Bible study and church choir member. Ethel Lee Lance, who was the church's sexton. The Payne Middleton doctor, a pastor, also employed as a school administrator. And uh, Twanza Sander, uh, Sanders, age 26, a Bible study member, grandnephew of the victim, Susie, uh, who he had tried to save uh, early on, and Sharonda Coleman Singleton, 45 years old. Her son actually played in the major leagues in the late 90s and early 2000s. She was a speech therapist. Myra Thompson, age 59, a Bible study teacher. And lastly, uh, Daniel L. Simmons, age 74. He was a pastor who also served at another church uh, nearby, and uh, Pastor Simmons's daughter joined us on the program last Friday. He was actually the one that the chief of police in our little soundbite there referenced. He uh, was transported to the hospital. He did not die at the church, but he did uh, not survive. Uh, Ultimately speaking, he was transported to the hospital. And we had his daughter join us. Her name is Rose, and she was on the program last week in conjunction with the film. So this is our conversation with Rose Simmons, again, whose father Daniel passed away uh, four years ago today in those shootings. Hi, Tim. Hey, how are you? I'm great today. Amen. Good to hear your voice. Thanks for taking a few minutes what? out. Oh, oh, sure. Thank you so much. Yeah. So the uh, the movie Emmanuel coming out so soon, just uh, this coming Monday and uh, Wednesday the 19th, across the country. And, um, you know, the documentary, of course, revolving around the story of the of the church shooting at Emmanuel AME in Charleston. And uh, 
Of course, one of the nine who perished that day was your dad. And first off, I just want to say on behalf of our station and audience, our condolences to you and your family. We're very sorry for your loss. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. How are you doing four years later? Before we even talk about the movie, just how are you? Well, you know, remembering my father, um, missing him, uh, and, and even more so missing, you know, our time that we would have had together in the future, I think. Uh, just looking forward to those days and, you know, and they will come to pass. But I will see him again in heaven. So that that keeps me motivated. Mm. Amen. What was your dad like? Wow, he was he was a strong, very strong presence and personality. He was uh, very determined. He always uh, accomplished his goals. He was uh, just a person that would always be at the front of whatever he was involved in. Mm. That that's who he was. That's neat. That's neat. Rose Simmons is our guest. Uh, the movie is called Emmanuel. It's a documentary coming out this Monday, the 17th, also Wednesday in theaters, the 19th, just two nights only. And folks can find out more about it at emmanuelthemovie.com. It's 1M and 1N, just so folks know. Now, we've had two key members associated with the film uh, on the program already, Brian Ivey, the director, and Pastor Dimas Salaberrios, one of the producers. And each of them shared kind of how they had found out about things, that Brian was on his honeymoon of all places, and Pastor Dimas at his, at his house. Both of the times, their wives were crying, and they were like, what happened? And they found out. But they both had a different response. Brian said he stayed away on purpose out of respect for everything, and it was a whole year before he even approached the topic and of possibly being involved with yeah. uh, doing it. Pastor Dimas went right away, winds up becoming very key in helping you know, in, in the aftermath and, and being challenged by the people there. I understand your path to learning about things was, was uh, quite a bit different. Yes, it was. And um, I, I think what I did, um, you know, when I, when I got the news about my father, I, my thoughts um, were, as, as I said earlier, you know, just thoughts on missing him the rest of my life. But when I processed through that, my thoughts went to him entering into this eternal home and um it, it it took away the sting of death for me uh in that moment and i i think i processed very quickly to his entrance into glory which is what has been able to help me sustain my peace throughout yeah have, have you been able am i correct in thinking that you've seen the film was there any special showing for the families or to get your input along the way at all, or, or what has it been your your connection with the film along the way? Well, well yes, of course, I've, I've seen the film dozens of times. I've been personally traveling uh, across the country, hosting screenings myself. Wow. And um, our director, Brian Ivey, you know, he that was the first thing that he did. He uh, wanted the families to see the film first, you know, so he would get our reaction. And, you know, it's a, it's a great project. It's a beautiful, beautiful project that he's put together. It's very well done. And I think that uh, the world will, uh, for my... Oh, I think you dropped out there. Moment. There you go. Sorry, there was a little yes. drop in your phone. Yeah, go ahead. Say that again. You think the world? Yes. I think the world, and I said, for lack of a better word, uh, in, enjoy this moment and, and will be able to endure it. Uh, because of, you know, the perfection that Brian has put into making this film. 
Brian mentioned that when he um, started to even investigate the possibility or, or of being involved with putting something together, um, that he wanted to make sure the very first encounters with folks were definitely off mic, off camera, preferably over breaking bread together. Uh, did you, what, what was your first time you met yes, Brian? Sticky and Sticky Fingers. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yes, we were at Sticky Fingers in Charleston. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. What What do they serve? What's their main yes. thing? Wow, barbecue. Ooh. Yes, it was very good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was very informal. And um, when Brian spoke with us, he came across, you know, you could see the power of the Holy Spirit working within him. You could see... Uh, his interests and his goals, and, and his very words were, uh, he wanted to tell our story. He didn't want any money. Will we allow him to do that? So um, very humbly, he asked for our permission uh, to be able to, you know, uh, start this project. Hmm. Wow. Chatting with Rose Simmons, uh, the movie is called Emmanuel, coming out this Monday. I'm not sure if it's – whenever I say movie or documentary or film, I'm not sure if one of those words is most appropriate. I know <laughs> it is a documentary. Movie sounds too like entertainment, which it's not, although, it, I mean, it is in a different way. It's, it's really educational in a great way because it's – I mean, it's so many things. Is there a best word I should use? <laughs> Can they, do you hear well, them all interchangeable? I, I like film documentary. <laughs> That's okay. what I say. I can do that. Yes. Film documentary, yes. yes. Okay. And, of course, for folks just tuning in, it's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. This film documentary revolves around the story of the 2015 church shooting at Emanuel AME in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, nine African Americans perished. Rose, our guest, her father was one of those nine. Has the connection between you and the other family, that I'm, I'm guessing it can only have grown over the years, or... Or what? How have you tried to, you know, you lean on your faith in the Lord? Uh, how have you processed these last four years? And uh, I'm guessing the film is a huge way of also being able to say we want to see good come from this. Well, of course, uh, and and those I think were three points that you brought up. Um, of course, the film gives me that opportunity to meet the world, and also what I find is, is that um, good for me, and I think even so much better for. Um, the viewers is that it gives the people the opportunity to grieve and and to reach out and touch a person directly affected by uh, the shooting, which, you know, myself and the other family members, because I found that uh, not only did this break the hearts of the families, but it did break the hearts of the entire world. And I, I, I just feel their grief and their sorrow. And also I feel their comfort and I'm able to comfort them as well. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask, well, have you been, well, so, yeah, you go ahead. Then I have a, I have a follow up. Okay. And then to, of course, answer the, the second half of that question would be, yes, I, I have grown uh, considerably close to, uh, the other, uh, nine families. We often get together when, when there's something that, uh, we all must attend. But the, the point about the family is the nine were a family. They were the family, and we are, in a sense, the extended family. Mm. So it's it's been um, it's been an adventure. Have you been surprised? Just kind of along the lines you mentioned, doing some screenings, I guess, to to, to certain audiences as you've traveled around. The official, of course, this coming Monday, the 17th, and Wednesday, the 19th, open to the public and encouraged, certainly, com <clears throat> for details on that. But have you been surprised at what you've seen at all, or, or what has the response been of those who've seen the movie? Honestly, 
actually, um, the response has been uh, considerably consistent. I've, I've seen um, people pour out of this humane part of them um, that, you know, the place where only God lives and where he, you know, has control and empowered. And, and they, they've given that freely to me. And, and it's been consistent. Good. Rose Simmons been our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show today, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. I know you're making a lot of phone calls today and jumping on different radio shows, so we appreciate taking uh, time with us today. It was very nice talking with you. Rose Simmons, again, daughter of Daniel Simmons, one of the nine, along with Clementa Pinckney, Cynthia Hurd, Susie Jackson, Ethel Lance, the Payne Middleton Doctor, Twanza Sanders, Sharonda Coleman-Singleton and Myra Thompson, all who perished four years ago today in that church shooting. The documentary, Emmanuel, out at 7 o'clock tonight, emmanuelmovie.com. For details, you can type in your zip code and see where it's showing near you. Just tonight and Wednesday, executive producer Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors and Viola Davis, an Academy Award-winning actress. And uh, we have one more guest we're going to play for you. Pastor Dimas Salaberrios of Infinity Bible Church in South Bronx, New York. He's the producer of the movie. We had him on recently, and to paint our picture a little more fully, we're going to play back for you some of our conversation we had with him. It's happening here on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. If that young man thought he was going to divide this community or divide this country with his racial hatred, we are here today and all across America resoundingly say he miserably failed. Mayor Joseph Riley of Charleston, South Carolina, four years ago, about, about this time after the shootings had taken place, Pastor Dimas Salaberrios of Infinity Bible Church, South Bronx, New York, became the producer for this documentary, which again debuts in a couple of hours tonight and Wednesday, emmanuelmovie.com for more details. And here is our chat with Pastor Salaberrios. How you doing? Oh, we're, we're doing great. You know my love for Philly, and uh, Philadelphia's always been so good to me. And uh, I live in New York, so it's a two-hour drive. And I try to get down there as much as I can. Well, when you yeah, to the great history. Next time you're in, come by the station. We'll we'll have lunch. We'll have you on the show in studio. You can you can share more in depth about the ministry that you're doing up there. You know, uh, oh, we're all on the same team. Abs- ab- absolutely. <laughs> and for those that listen to the dynamic life, one day we will be back in your city again. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. you had a program on our station for a time and. And uh, today we want to chat with you amongst all the busyness that you have going on, I'm sure, with your life is this uh, movie coming out, the documentary, uh, Emmanuel, um, this coming, I guess, Monday and Wednesday. We had Brian Ivey, who uh, very obviously much involved with the movie. I guess he's a, a, a producer as well and directed. No, he's a, yeah, he's a director. Yeah. yeah so okay. we sat side by side while he was looking through the lens. I was sitting there. Hmm. crying my head off hearing just the great courage of those family members and that, and what they did to continue on and show love towards their loved ones yeah. and others. Yeah. Well, the movie, of course, telling the story of the 2015 uh, church shooting at Emanuel AME in Charleston, South Carolina. 
Um, share, if you would, your path to how you came from what you were doing at the time to become associated with the movie. Brian shared his. I'm curious how you came uh, to be part of yeah, the movie. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was home in New York, and my wife woke me up with tears in her eyes that there was a shooting at a church. And I said, where? She said, South Carolina. And I said, oh, my gosh, what should we do? And my wife said, let's pack up and let's go. Uh, two hours later, we were on a plane flying into Charleston, South Carolina. We got there to about 2,000 people in front of the church, white, black, Latino, Asian, just mourning and crying. And I didn't realize that the leadership team, including the pastor of the church, were all deceased. So I said, well, what can we do? And someone walked up to me by name and said, Pastor Demos, you do something. So I grabbed a chair, I got up on it, and I started to preach. And I said, someone wanted to start a war, a hate crime. I said, but God wants to turn this around. I got down uh, all these cameras. I was on every media outlet around the country. And a guy walked up and he said, I'm in the Klux Klux Klan. And he put his head in my chest and started to cry. And he said, after what you said, he said, I quit today. And I said, my Lord. Hmm. And then we did the march across the bridge. I marched 10,000 people across the bridge. It was, it was phenomenal. It was the biggest day of unity that Charleston's ever had. And I ministered to the families, still minister them to this day. And as a team, we decided instead of June 17th being remembered as the worst shooting at that time in, in, the, in, the, in church history in the United States, that we wanted to be remembered as a day of unity. And we want to tell their family stories and how they forgave the killer and how, they, how the Holy Spirit got a hold of them and how they love their neighbors and all the good stuff that's going on today. So though it's a tragedy, this movie is inspirational and it will encourage people. So it's in the Philadelphia area. June 17th at 7 p.m. in AMC theaters, Cinemax theaters, and Regal theaters, and also on the day of when they forgave 48 hours later and uh, on Wednesday, June 19th at 7 p.m. And it's only one hour. It's uh, uh, that we only have that one hour because many of us know most documentaries don't make it in, but uh, we're grateful for what God has done through this. Yeah. Pastor Dimas Salabarios of Infinity Bible Church in New York, our guest for a few moments here. Again, the documentary, Emmanuel, coming out this coming Monday, the day after Father's Day, and on Wednesday. And uh, as you mentioned, it's those two very special days, instead of being marking the tragedy, I mean, it will, but in a, in a celebratory way, in a, in a sense, of being able to lift up the, the message that comes from that whole scene, the love and forgiveness theme. It's not darkness reigns for, you know, in perpetuity. It's, it's the opposite. And then, as you mentioned, the forgiveness that, that happened a couple days later. Were you, were you close to that situation yeah. on the 19th, the forgiveness in the courtroom? Uh, for those who might not have been familiar yeah. with what happened, what, what happened that day? So I was in front of the church again, ministering and helping people. Through. We ran prayer vigils every, you know, two or three hours. And then the crowd started to erupt. And they said, they yelled out, the families have forgiven the, the killer. And everybody went nuts, and groups were flying in to try to mobilize 
Because if you remember, in 2015, like, all those cities were burning on fire. Baltimore, you know, Ferguson, all these other places. Charleston didn't burn because the killer thought he was going to do, to start a race war, but he picked the wrong place. He picked the church. So we controlled the narrative. We kept the focus on Christ. And Miss Polly, the one that he walked up to, and I don't want to give the movie away, right? But uh, and I'm not, it's not a, too much of a spoiler if you just read the news. He said, I'm going to leave you to tell the story. So the families united said, we're going to tell the story, but it's going to be the full story of forgiveness, of unity, and of the coming together of our city and all the results that happened, you know, from that. Pastor DMS Celebrios, the producer of the documentary that comes out a couple hours from now, Emmanuel. We'll wrap up our conversation with him. We had him on last week. And just today, taking all three folks that we've had in the last couple of weeks associated with this film on today to give a, a more complete picture all in one show. We'll wrap up here in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. I have to tell you, I'm still struck by something we're seeing this morning, days after the killings here. People are still marching up with flowers in their hands and grief on their faces to pay their respects to the, to the people who were killed here. Authorities are also telling us this morning that the 21-year-old they have in custody who reportedly wanted to start a race war is confessing to the murders here. At 21-year-old Dylan Roof's first court appearance, a judge decided to keep him locked up with a million-dollar bond. You're charged with nine counts of murder and one count of possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime. While off camera, the families of the nine people he's accused of murdering at a Bible study were speaking out with surprising compassion for Roof. He could hear their every word, the daughter of Ethel Lance speaking to him directly. I would never talk to her ever again. I will never be able to hold her again, but I forgive you. The mother of Tawanza Sanders shed tears as she spoke. Police say Roof meant to kill African-Americans. We welcome you Wednesday night in our Bible study with open arms. You have killed some of the most beautifulest people that I know. Every fiber in my body hurts and I'll never be the same. But the sister of Reverend DePayne Middleton says she's struggling. For me, I'm a work in progress, and I acknowledge that I am very angry. But one thing DePayne has always joined in and our family with is that she taught me that we are the family that love built. We have no room for hate, so we have to forgive. And I pray God on your soul. Wow. Man, can you hear? That's just unbelievable. That was four years ago this week. And one reason why this film, Emmanuel, this documentary that comes out at 7 o'clock tonight and also Wednesday night, worth seeing uh, because of the message of love and forgiveness. It's so unbelievably unusual. Uh, Pastor Dima Salaberrios was our guest recently and just going to play a little piece of part of our conversation. I don't have time for the, all of the rest of it, but uh, the documentary you know, struggles to get it. Any documentary can struggle to get attention and financial backing. So Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors stepped in and actress Viola Davis did as well. And Pastor Dima is very excited about all of the, the happenings. He's the, not only a pastor, but he's also the producer of this documentary. Uh, uh, wait till you folks. Steph Curry's a part of this. Viola Davis is a part of it. 
celebrities around the nation are buying out theaters. Stevie Wonder bought a theater, Martin Lawrence, Justin Timberlake, Sharice Theron. Um, I mean, I can go on and on of so many different uh, John Legend and others that are like, we want to stand with this film because this story must be told. And, and it, just, it just uplifts the nation where so many places are so divided. Amen. Amen. Uh, Pastor Diamas Salaberio is kind enough to spend a few moments with us as we get ready for Emmanuel, the movie that's coming Monday the 17th and Wednesday the 19th. One last question for you. I know the, the theme of love and forgiveness, you would think, would be certainly something a, a, a theater would be okay showing and, and be all for. But have you kind of, and Brian mentioned this a little bit too, I think, it's not, it's not a theme that necessarily theaters are all that stoked about having out there. It, it's not threatening. It's not, hard, you know, it's not preaching against the, you know, the, those are good things. But have, have you found that to be a little bit of a, a speed bump in this process? You know, we, we, we've had some speed bumps in getting into certain festivals because it's a church story and people, you know, may not have agreed like, oh my gosh, you know, what's this going to be about? But every time that this film has had a chance in a festival, when they press play, it won every single time. Undefeated, number one film, number one choice awards, number one jury awards, number one uh, audience awards. So the, every time it's gotten out, four times to be in a festival, it won those festivals. And now it's in theaters this evening. Again, you can just simply type in emmanuelmovie.com, E-M-A-N-U-E-L, movie.com. Type in your zip code. You can find out where it's playing near you. And if you're not going, at least pray for the film and for the messages of love and forgiveness that are at its core that it would be a blessing and something healing for our country. Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.